This is part two of our Destiny episode that we did not plan initially. This is me back again on the, the intro. I'm not getting usurped this time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should post this fucking Discord. I'm Randall, Beatrice here with, <laughs> I'm Randall Beatrice here with Austin Blakesley. What's up, Isis? Sorry, that was that was the PewDiePie intro. I stole it. My bad. And uh, back with host Chris Anantuano hey. to continue our story on uh, what went wrong with Destiny. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a me, a doom guy. <laughs> that famous line. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so it might seem a bit unnatural, like we said in the previous ending. Yeah, if you listen to last week. All this is done at the same time. All premeditated. It's called movie yeah. magic. I hate to bring you behind the scenes and get a little meta, but I talk too much, and this is the result. We cut like four hours out of that Destiny episode. Yeah, yeah was, a lot yeah. of it's just me going like, I just wish I could play it again with all my friends. <laughs> my laptop just started updating. Good all thing right. we're done. So, so now we'll hop back in. Yeah, let's take it back into where this game launched. Take it away, past Chris. <laughs> okay. This is the meat of the whole thing. Destiny is one of the best feeling first-person shooters ever made. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Probably the best. I probably shouldn't even say one best. of the best. On it's mouse and keyboard and controller. It yeah. is a yeah. benchmark for all shooters to come. There's yeah. a reason Overwatch, which I think, in my opinion, is the second best feeling shooter of all time, smoothness-wise. Yeah, I love they Overwatch. They took a lot from Destiny. I'm a big fan of how... They helped. They're, they're, they did. They, they helped. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that too. But uh, I'm a, I'm a big... Overwatch feels so good because they had consultation from Bungie, who made Halo, and Infinity, Infinity Ward, who yeah. made Call of Duty. Yeah, like, and don't get me wrong, Call Treyarch. of Duty and Battlefield feel great. Oh, yeah. yeah. They yeah. feel great yeah. within their own realms. When you go from playing Destiny to Battlefield, yeah. which I often did back then, Battlefield is a lot clunkier and heavier, yeah. but it works for the game. You feel it. I'm uh, a, clunky is probably a bad word. A heavier big, uh, is a better word. I, heavier, yeah. I've probably said this before, but I'm a big fan of, of Siege and, and how it feels. It's got some weight to Rainbow it. Rainbow Six is also yeah. heavy, like yes, Battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Rainbow Six has always had that like, yeah. kind of like, heavy yeah. touch. It's more, more tactical. But overall-wise, I think just Halo, nothing Sorry, Halo. <laughs> Nothing beats Destiny's feel. Nothing beats jumping, shooting, sliding, running. You know, like I only have I only have one. I only have one more game. What's that? Titanfall. Titanfall. Uh, I, yeah. Oh. But see, once again, Titanfall has its own. There, yeah, it's it's born out of the. It's made by <laughs> Infinity. I know. Made by Infinity Ward. Yeah. yeah. Titanfall is my favorite feeling. Titanfall also has its first own, person game. Like, yeah. Not like yeah, in that totally. feeling. Like yeah. nothing beats Titanfall like running, shooting, sliding, shooting the grappling hook, yeah. fuck sniping somebody before you hit the ground. I do. Like, I do like the Destiny uh, that the classes are split up into how you want your movement to by be. By the way, by the time like, this comes out, you missed it. Uh, Titanfall is on sale. The whole collection for Titanfall Two is for it really? four dollars on Xbox oh One God. right now. <laughs> Please buy it. That's so worth it. But, I, bu I bought it. But on I, PC I again. gravitated um, in Destiny to the Hunter instantly because I just liked the way that jetpack felt. Like, yeah. yeah like oh yeah. Um, each yeah. character doesn't jump like the Hunter had more of a traditional like double jump kind yeah, of video that's, game. It feel. reminded me of Titanfall. Uh, the Titan yeah. had like a jetpack, which felt more like like low gravity Spartan kind it's of. It's a little ish. more floaty. Warlock yeah. was absolutely like floating. Like you would yeah. jump and like kind of like. Oh, that's glide the one. Yeah. Sorry. That's oh, the I one that's a little more floaty. The Warlock. Yeah. Absolutely hate the Hunter, Warlock. Hunter all the way. Hunter all the way. But I'll get to that at the end. I want to keep all the. We have a lot of Warlock. Friend, so I know we're talking You're gonna shit. give me an option to be a space wizard. I'm gonna be a space wizard, dude. I don't know what to tell you. So. Titan was like the soldier. That was the class, despite yeah. all Titans are garbage. I think we can only <laughs> even our friends that play Titan don't like playing Titan. Uh, despite all this amazing gameplay and this great shooting, something felt wrong, and it wasn't really hard to notice what felt wrong either. Where was this epic story that was so talked about? Yeah. Where was this lore that was teased? This epic mythic tale of space opera proportions? It was in an app. <laughs> <laughs> what was in its place was almost hard to explain. Grimoire cards, that's what they were called. Yeah. Ugh, God, what a <laughs> Having a high Grimoire score back then was like such a, like a weird flex. Like I remember being like, well, mine's higher than everybody else. I don't even beat. know what the fuck that meant. 
You would get it from like beating X amount of certain types of enemies or doing it's weird shit. Like their shit. achievement system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But your achievements would unlock you little pieces of lore that right. you could go to a separate website and look up. Which yeah. should have been in the game. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so it almost felt like a game was there. Like a tale was fully realized in like a right. day long past. Yeah. I came up with this analogy when I was delirious last night. It was like somebody dropped a plate on the ground, and then somebody picked up all that glass and said, huh, somebody dropped a bowl, and then tried to put it back together uh, with all the glass, and like, just built a bowl. And they put it back together the best way they could. Yeah. Well, it turns out that analogy wasn't far off from what actually happened. Joe Staten, who is the head writer for Bungie. I'm sure he was thrilled with the the end result of He and his team had put together a supercut of the cinematics from the story and a couple of other things. And uh, they presented it to the senior leadership in Bungie. They were not impressed. Mm. Um, The story was very linear. And apparently on paper they said it was solid. It made sense. But it didn't really fit with the direction they wanted to take the game because they were talking about all those MMOs elements, yeah. like the less multiplayer storyline, all this stuff. A yeah. lot of people blame a lot of people who worked on the original story for Destiny blame that supercut. They really? said that the supercut didn't do the story didn't do justice. It justice. Yeah, uh, this is kind of insane to me because how is this the first time that this sort of problem came up? I, I have know. no idea how this is the first I, I time. I want to tell all about because this is the story. It exist. Yeah, I because know. Because Joe Staten never even commented on when the original interview and all this. Someone's going to publish a book. <laughs> I have no idea how <laughs> this happened, but it was a catastrophic problem. Yeah. It was enough that the entire story was completely scrapped and a complete rebuild was to begin less than one year from its slated March 2014 release date. It had already been put pushed back six months they from its their original release. Window, yeah. So they were supposed to come out in March. This is happening around summer, around E3, a little later than E3 2013. This happened. The writing team was shunned. This is the stupidest piece of information, this whole thing. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I know. I put this in specifically because I knew you guys were like, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> this is some corporate structure bullshit. <laughs> a new creative team was formed from some of the bunchy higher-ups and other uh, creative leads called Iron Bar. Iron Bar. And another team of designers and producers called Blacksmith who would hammer and polish oh, the iron bar. My eyes are rolling <laughs> to the back of my head. So dumb. Oh. <laughs> God. Remember when I said that Joe Staten was a... Or no, not Joe Staten. Jason Jones was a fucking nerd. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what they were like. Dork. Oh, creative team called Iron Bar. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, they'll call them blacksmith. Like, they're, they're forging a bar. That'd be so cool. <laughs> So, Keep going. <laughs> if you're interested in the actual content of the original story and what they took out and left in and what characters were changed and what was removed from the lore and all that stuff, I suggest reading Jason Schreier did a complete story um, about this. And I suggest going on Kotaku or looking that up uh, because it's an incredible read and it dives way into the specific narrative elements. I left a lot of it out because if you've never listened to Destiny, you might already you be a know. bit... If, right. Sorry, if you've never listened. If you've never played Destiny, you might already be a bit lost about some of the stuff we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But he goes into detail about like specific things that were taken left out. And I do want to make a point to add something here, though, just so people know the craziness of how they patched this shit together. Yeah. So we won't get into specifics. Uh, I mean, like the things like Rasputin and Osiris and stuff like that. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically... Vladimir Putin? <laughs> they they cut entire sections from the game because they were just like so the the area they added in Taken King was originally in the game and then they cut it and redid it yeah. for the Taken, Taken King. The Taken King is the major oh, wow. DLC that came. Yeah, out. yeah. and they I pushed, mean that's what brought everybody it back, back. Yeah. to Taken King because Taken King was being worked on before Destiny came out. Yeah, yeah. but ten year plan. Yeah, ten year plan. <laughs> but like. There are characters that are mentioned in the original story that were shown in trailers that are not in the final game, like in E3 trailers, and it's like this weird amalgamation of like one character was shown in a trailer, and then he ended up, they took the personality and some lines of dialogue from him and gave it to another character who ended up being Nathan Fillion's character. Yeah, Cade Six. Cade Six. Probably arguably one of the most famous characters. And then they took his character model and gave it to a new character who is Aldrin, 
Yeah. Like, Aldrin, yeah. Yeah. So they like they like took characters they didn't think fit, this. just shredded them into into their separate parts and then dispersed it throughout the game. <laughs> Yeah, it was basically a Frankenstein story. Yeah. Um, in Jason Stryer's article, I didn't want to use like his exact example, but we can bring it up in conversation. He, he uh, kind of took like an alphabet, and this is kind of what the Bungie people were telling him. Like, oh, hey, A needs to go to B, but C's got a cool part, so let's cut off the top of C and put it in here and mix it with B, yeah. and then it'll lead into D. Like. They basically would cobble together what missions they had made over the last four years and try to formulate them into some sort of less linear story. They would pull parts from one and stitch them to others to make new missions and new story elements. Uh, uh, not how writing works. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, yeah. They changed the progression of which maps you would encounter first. Apparently, you would see all four planets within the first couple missions of the game originally, and they they throw that all through. Yeah. Uh, this time they made the planet director screen that would end up in the final game. Like uh, you remember, just if you yeah. played Destiny, the map, the planet Earth, the moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was never in the original. It was not set up like huh. that. No, because they um, wanted it to be feel more like an MMO. They wanted it to be you to be able to play it in whatever order in whatever you wanted. Order you wanted to, yeah. What you you could play missions a little bit out of order, but it was mostly it was linear. Mostly, you still yeah. had to yeah. unlock the next planet yeah. by playing through the story. Um, but you didn't have to like do the strike on Earth to start the moon missions. Yeah, you know, and and like, there was there was a I lot. Mean, of the strikes were designed to run multiple times. That, that it's funny because Destiny ended up not having a ton of cutscenes. And originally, there was supposed to be a cutscene at the beginning of every single mission. Really? At beginning and end. And end. Think of how, like, Call of Duty... Yeah. Remember how Call of Duty used yeah, to intro, absolutely. like, here we are, we're going to France yeah. to do this. Same thing. Like, it was supposed to have a cutscene with how characters you, talking yeah, and like, all this stuff. How do you stuff. incorporate that into a multiplayer thing where you want each player to feel like they're the ones influencing the universe? Well, that's exactly why they fired us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but He well, was writing another Halo, and they wanted an MMO. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the a lot problem of MMOs, is he wrote an incredible amount of awesome the, the, Like the baseline the dude quest, is a great writer. It, yeah. Totally, but the, the 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 baseline quest to a lot of MMOs is basically that. Like you know, like, well, yeah, but I think it was just like they had never done this sort of thing before, and he wrote a lot of the Halos. So you got to think he's yeah. coming from writing this sort of linear mission. What if based, everybody was Master Chief? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this linear mission-based story kind of mission, and then it ends up being like a more yeah. It, World building is essential. We we I don't know I don't remember if we talked about this on the first ever. Um, oh yeah, we did talk about it. How in if you listen to episode one, three eight studios they hired. Well, who did they hire? Was it to uh, oh the writer? Oh, um, fuck. Ari Salvatore. Ari Salvatore. Salvatore. Yes. What is the one you think thing? I know? He I hosted wrote, that episode. He wrote ten thousand years of lore. Ten thousand years for of the lore. world before yeah. he even started building a story. Yeah. Because that's how you build like an MMO. And that I kind I, of want, shit, I bet you know that's probably I mean? how Jar Jar Martin is consulting on that yes. next. Jar Jar R. Martin. I heard that too. <laughs> Wait, did I say that? Yeah. Wait, I think he said George. Yo, I, I said George R. Like, R. Martin. We got. We got to wrap this up. I got to go Photoshop things. For fuck's sake, dude. Jar Jar was like the fucking. In the hand. Motherfucker. <laughs> no, but that's. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, that's how Jar Jar probably uh, is, is like how he was consulted on the next from software game. Oh yeah, an Elden Ring. Yeah. 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 Fuck off. As of, I'm <laughs> playing Dark Souls three right now, already more in, into the lore than I ever was in Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> gonna play back the tape. I didn't fuck that up. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you didn't. It just sounded like it. It just sounded like it. Jar Jar Martin. All right, so this is a quote. The priority was, hey, we have to take a bunch of content that we spent millions of dollars on. Literally. We need to cobble it together in a way that's not going to break continuity, and we've got to do it quickly. End <laughs> quote. Recipe for success if I've ever heard of <laughs> Yeah. Over the summer of this rebuild, head of the writing team, Joe Staden, left the company. Fuck uh, this! They asked him, Jason Stryer, I'm sure, and Kotaku, and everybody reached out yeah. to him. Nothing. Wouldn't say anything. He probably can't. Yeah, he's Not probably under can't. NDA. To be honest, he wrote all of that shit, and they were like, this is not what we want. That's tough. You gotta think about, like, oh, yeah. it's awkward. I have When I have an awkward conversation with my boss, it's like, hey, stop texting 48 hours a day at work. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I feel weird. Could you imagine me like, hey, everything you wrote for a video game that costs $500 million sucks. Uh, we need you to just not. <laughs> like, it's a... F- 
that's a fucked up situation. That's disheartening, yeah. And it's 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 a shame because a lot of that lore stayed in the game. And there's an incredible podcast, and I'm so sorry I forgot your name right now. I wish I knew it. That dives into the lore of Destiny by reading all the grimoire and kind of like stitching it together, like kind of like we do. They do several hour long episodes on all these things. And they had, um, the like, lore is amazing I, for this I, I game. I think I, IGN or GameSpot used to have a separate division that solely covered Destiny content. Yeah, for a IGN while. had a podcast called Fire Team Chat. That's yeah, good. Fire Team Chat, and that that would come up in the forums a lot. Anybody remember that Twitter account called Legendary Engram that just tweeted Destiny yes. jokes? When yeah. yeah, Austin, I think turned me onto it. It's fucking great. I I miss it. <laughs> they had that legendary tweet. Roses are red, your item was blue, your anger was purple, sucks to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> the Ishtar Collective? Ishtar Collective. Ishtar Collective, okay. okay. Was Ishtar Collective was name. like a website, I think, and I don't know if they're... It might have been that podcast or another one, but they did a really great deep dive into the... Especially the history of the Hive. We won't get into it now. Like, we can talk after. I can talk your fucking ear off if you know me about Destiny Lore. The Hive were originally supposed to be, like, the big original enemy, and they yes. ended up kind of being not not backseated, but, like... Were they the Covenant of this universe? They were, like, kind of like the Covenant of the universe. Yeah. Um, so... It's, it's weird that, the not to get into Destiny lore, but, like, the way they had to stitch it together, like, the Vex ended up being the big enemy. They ended up being the big enemy of the yeah. first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And which, ultimately, if you know the Vex lore, I always thought the Vex should have been the major enemy. I... If you guys want, I'll send you. I've written several pieces of Destiny fan fiction. I'm not even joking. I'm talking like five, six pages of full-on narratives. How sexy is it? It's not sexy at all. It's all like action and uh, like never skybox related. I mean, I'm, that's my shit. But I like, I like the lore a lot. And I was always like, man, I should write my own Destiny story. <laughs> um, is but, Tracer in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Joe Staten left the company. Sad. Dude wrote Halo. Yes. He also worked on Marathon, I think, and Myth. Oh, so he, yeah, he was like... He's been with the company he's old since timer. almost yeah. the beginning. Yeah. When the game he, was released after an inevitable extension to September, it was very noticeable that some sort of debauchery had taken place. The story wasn't Not the, the only... Not the fun kind of debauchery. Yeah, no. <laughs> the story wasn't the only thing that was annoying either. Um, the loot system was broken, as you just mentioned with your uh, Engram uh, oh, yeah. poem there. <laughs> um, the grind was so real. It the, was, remember the right, loot cave? I actually have kind of a reverence for the grind, only because when you got a legendary fucking gun in that game, that felt important. As opposed to like 2 when they just kind of give you one I after a mission. I didn't hate the grind, but I'm also the exception, okay? I'm not the role for this it, I, I don't like grinds in games traditionally, but when I got a legendary a gun in Destiny before Austin, I felt pretty good about it. Because he played that game way more than me. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get into the random loot system. Um, the Our grind Jesus was, was looking out on, uh, for me that day. Uh, the grind was real. There was a strange leveling system at the time. Yeah. Um, you couldn't hit max level cap unless you had every piece of raid armor, which all dropped randomly from the bosses. We'll get to that stuff. And this turned off a lot of the other players. Myself, you're talking about a guy who watched the alpha, played the beta, was obsessed with IGN leaked <laughs> concept <laughs> art. I was committed to this game one way or the other. Sure. So you could get some leeway from me. You're not going to get leeway from the kid who just went to get a PS4 and happened to get Destiny bundled with it. <laughs> and now he's playing this game like, what the fuck is this? He so ca He cashed in his, uh, his Red Bull yeah. fucking code. And um. The game received below expected review scores. That was shocking. They were expecting 90s, 80s. It got 70-something? Uh, 70-something. 70 70 76. 76. 76 for Destiny 1? Yep. About 70s across and, the board. Uh, there goes your side note, Destiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can bring this up, but there was a very... That kind of hurt the studio morale. Oh, that's a because shame. Because Activision based bonuses off of also, Metacritic score. Oh, they Metacritic were one of the companies that did that? That yep. comes up in some other shit about Ooh, Activision, ouch. too. I've heard that's oh, not yeah, the first yeah. time I've And they weren't, they weren't getting Game of the Year awards, you know? No. Like the Halo... Yeah, they weren't getting the... Oof. Because the, the Halo games, they traditionally score pretty well. <laughs> yeah, they did. Austin's right. It was disappointing. Yeah. The community was talking, but Bungie was listening. 
The community was already building its dedicated fan base that would be one of the hallmarks of this game over its lifetime. Those totally. of us who stuck around were interested, saw the potential, and were suckered in by its scientific manipulation <laughs> of our serotonin <laughs> and smooth, smooth shooting Oh, boy, gameplay. how did they manipulate my serotonin? That's how they get you. That's yeah. how they get you. There's an actual article I read about how Destiny uses, like, how they literally went into, like, real-life gambling sort of, oh my like... God. Uh, was psychol- the article... Was the, like, the title of the article called Dangling the Carrot? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, hell, was this, like, real, like, tech... I'm almost not super certain there's some sort of code that says if you don't play Destiny for months and get on, you'll get a good item immediately. Oh, my God. Because when I would do that, I would hop on after, like, a month and not yeah. playing and get something good immediately. And like, you're it's like, like oh, hey. I should play this the next 48 yeah. hours. <laughs> Point is, the community in this game has always been incredible to me. It's one of those games where there's a vocal minority that gets yeah. a lot of attention, but the the forums were lively. Well, like, yeah, because there was a sense of mystery around it, kind of like Dark Souls. Yeah. Like, like you had people that wanted to figure out everything the game had to offer. Exactly, yeah, and I mean like, everything. Yeah, these people in these forums talked to. Phil's a top contributor to the Destiny subreddit still to this day. Is he really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we were really big on this forums and all the yeah. subreddits. Like, that's where Chains got made. Things that were actually talked about and discussed in these forums, Bungie literally read them. You don't you don't get things like that Ishtar Collective podcast Without. if you yeah. don't have, like, a dedicated community. The first DLC, The Dark Below, was released, I think, in December pretty sure yes, yes, it, yes it was december i yeah. bought it I remember. and well i bought the expansion pass with the game okay uh, yep because it was supposed to be as per the activision contract major release of the game minor dlc minor dlc Ten major points. 60 dollar dlc minor dlc minor yeah. dlc full game minor dlc minor, blah blah, blah for 10, 10 year plan uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm um, just gonna keep saying that the dark below was underwhelming yeah Yes, indeed. By the end of the year, things mm. were not looking good for the future of Destiny. Mm. Like we said, the convoluted leveling system had to have pieces of raid gear kept a lot of people out from reaching max level. Those people who were dedicated but not really dedicated, I saw a statistic, 13% of players played raids in Destiny. Holy shit, That's really? Insane. That's insane because the raids are actually one of the most interesting parts. Yeah, they're really inventive. Be absolutely critical for reaching max level in these early days. Not only that, but you did need a you did need a consistent group of people to communicate with for those. They were incredibly difficult. Like, and they didn't because mechanically they didn't play the way the other the strikes or anything. This is what made the game. This is this is the hallmark. These raid teams were separate. Yeah, they were separate from the rest of the development knowledge. Then the next DLC, House of Wolves, comes out. And it's also equally underwhelming. Doesn't add a raid. Uh, really the That one was worse, right? Yeah. It did add something which was cool, which was in, now they added some sort of leveling up thing for your guns. Like you could get this item where you yeah. could bring any gun in the game up to the maximum this, light This was level, around you know? the time me and... Uh, so now you could customize more. <laughs> yeah. Instead of having to have like in the first, in vanilla and the first DLC, you had to have... Everybody looked the same because that was what the max armor was. And this, you could use any type of armor to get. Th- this the max. was around the time yeah. I fell off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they were able to kind of right that ship a little bit with Taken King, but around this time, this was. This, this is when some of the changes started being shown from the board, but this dropped a lot of people off the map. Yeah. Bungie, however, was in luck. Activision had an abbreviated name. <laughs> Enter. Famous developer of the hit 1992 game, The Lost Vikings, Ooh. Game Titan Blizzard. Did he do rock and roll racing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, the best Blizzard game. <laughs> Diablo 3 director Josh Mosquera, Mosquera? I'm sorry. I know, I think you're right. Um, he noticed uncanny parallels between these two games. They had very rocky starts. Yeah, Diablo 3 did, for And sure. they were had the potential to be saved by upcoming expansions. Diablo was saved by its expansion. Yeah. Diablo 3 is incredible, yeah. I think. Diablo 3 is fun shit. Reaper Souls is great. Yeah. yeah. Those console um, versions are pretty good. They went over a bunch of things with Destiny developers. They brought a whole team in and talked to them, but one thing stands out, and the thing that stood out was that gamers are big baby dum-dums, <laughs> <laughs> and that random loot slash dice rolls are not good. They don't like Yahtzee. 
They don't like it. <laughs> I love Yahtzee. I just However, didn't like Vanilla Destiny. If you had static rewards, everyone would just complain because they were like, well, this puts me an MMO. How come everybody gets the same gun if I worked for this gun? Blah, 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 blah. You got to flex those muscles somehow. <laughs> so, since they're a hard group to please, Diablo came with a plan. They said, there's a good way to simulate randomness, <laughs> but put your thumb on the scale in terms of the players. So That's a science. They shared this with Destiny. They designed missions to have guaranteed rewards while also maintaining that serotonin <laughs> slot machine that keeps people who love that smooth shooting coming back over and over again for the grind. I love gambling. So um, it worked. And games change scope all the time. Usually, oh, totally. everyone sets out. With we talked these, about Siege earlier, yeah. and we, we did uh, an episode on Final Fantasy fourteen. Look at that. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you set out with these ambitious as possible, and then you come up with constraints of time or money or technological boundary, and you tend to scale back your game, and you do what's that you can. You do what you can do best and realistically as possible. Yeah, this is no different for Destiny, uh, and the content problem of this game is something that'll plague it until the end. Yeah. I think the early hammering of this 10-year plan that we talked about earlier, they remember all this shit where they talked about, like, we, our entire company is working for yeah. one IP. They had, like, shareholder other, meetings for that shit. other people, they all work on several games, not yeah. us. Our whole staff is dedicated to this. All this stuff. And how they're talking about, this is going to be an MMO. This is going to be, like, a massive multiplayer. It's going to be incredible. Jump in and out with your friends, fire teams, all this shit. They shot themselves in the foot with all that hype. They did, because it was much more in line to something like a Guild Wars than something like a WoW. Like, the instance nature of, like... You tell me World of Warcraft, but it's a first-person shooter? I'm fucking hard. I was hooked. Yeah. It's not what it was. And sci-fi, yeah. It's not what it was. They shot themselves in the foot. They were way too ambitious. I The problem was, like, I'm a big Borderlands fan. Yeah, absolutely. Too. And it was like, it just wasn't close enough to either. It was some yeah. weird middle ground. Yeah. It was some weird middle ground. It, Like you said earlier, but the Giant Bomb guys, it had the potential to be the game of the year yeah. or the greatest game ever made. It's, it's, it it's interesting just... because they, they do these deliberations at the end of every year where they do very long, unbroken discussions uh, about like the, like the games that came out that year. And they simultaneously, I think, gave Destiny... Dis- one of the most disappointing games of the year, but also put it on their list of one of the best games of the year. Yeah. And they did a really good job kind of elaborating what that meant. That where they were just like, hey, this is something we all care very deeply about, but this is not it could what have it, been better. It could have been so much more. That, is yeah. the, that should have been the tagline of Destiny. <laughs> Incredible. Could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the player base was thirsty for more to do. Always, always, always. I know that was me. Uh, which yeah. is not a bad problem in this core because it means your players are playing the game so much that they're doing everything. It means they like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those more vocal and consistent players were just that. Vocal. They were talking about it online and all this shit spreading, you know talk about how the game has not enough to do and all this shit. you got message boards and podcasts. Originally, Destiny was supposed to release with a full $60 DLC every other year of a major release. Yeah. But this plan quickly came up against that scope wall issue. Bungie decided to focus their attention on this new map instead. This is at the advice of the Diablo 3 devs. Mm -hmm. They would focus on one map, and they would focus on the fact that they needed to increase the progression, like fine-tune the progression. Just give the attention to just one map in general. Jam as much content they could into this now $40 DLC instead of a $60 DLC. And like Austin mentioned earlier, this map was actually pulled from Vanilla Destiny. It was cut out of Vanilla Destiny, and they used it for the DLC. Oh, Destiny Classic. Um, most of the content <laughs> that was reserved for that full $60 DLC was actually pushed off to a totally different developer, some moon something. Wait, really? High important. Moon Studios. High, yeah, so, High Moon Studios. Fun, yeah. what funny you don't know them because the other night we were talking about your Destiny episode, you brought up Transformers War for Cybertron. That's High, High Moon. moon. Wait, okay, what? I shit. thought that was Platinum. Yeah. No. No, no. Transformers Devastation is Platinum. Oh. War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron, the two behind-the-back shooting yeah, games. Yeah, I remember That's this. High Moon. Holy High shit. Moon Studios. Okay, nice. Okay. Well, yeah. Those so they, people helped make... They pushed, was this published yeah, by Activision yeah. as They well? pushed off yes. all the stuff okay. that... So originally the $60 DLC was supposed to be all this shit. Yeah. They instead pulled some shit from Vanilla Destiny, put it in that, made it that, pushed off all the shit that was supposed to be in the $60 DLC onto High Moon, and they put that into the full-length sequel that was supposed to come. 
whatever that would be. Damn, okay. Ends up being Destiny 2, as we now know. Yeah. Not planned Um, from the start. One of the major issues with the scaling, one of the major issues with the fact that they couldn't produce content was the engine itself. Yeah, which I know Austin has some words about how Anyone who would examine this would say that, and especially all the things I read, behind the scenes, Bungie is very competent at handling the technology behind their matchmaking system. They are really good. Bungie practically in- I mean, they, uh, they, did, they yeah, invented matchmaking. For more on that, um, please check out our Halo Also, episode. Destiny is one of the and prettiest games I ever did see. It is beautiful, as we talked about earlier. Incredible skyboxes, all this shit. Yeah, it, it's it, also, never, it doesn't drop frames. Like It's, a, yeah, it's also it's, incredibly smooth. And yeah. part of that reason is because Bungie also invented friction. They also invented like soft targeting lock. A lot of things that are important, and uh, I think soft target lock actually might have been Goldeneye, but friction and shit is destiny. Yeah. But like a lot of this stuff that are involved in making shooters what they are today, Bungie came up with, and they're really important to that. However, the tools for the engine that the developers used to make the actual content of the game was quote shit. All right, let me get into how shit it is. <laughs> yeah. So I remember I remember this information coming out because when Destiny came out, they made it a point to be like. Hey, what the fuck? There's like four planets in it, and every expansion, you're not adding planets. Taken King comes out as one planet. You go back, you look at the, the article from Jason Schreier. They mention things like a planet called Europa. Yeah. They mention that Mercury was supposed to be in Destiny 1. The yeah. Dreadnought was supposed to be in Vanilla Destiny. The reason as to why that, that didn't happen was because their their tech was good, but their content pipeline was, like, incredibly fucked. Yeah. And there's an interview with somebody who worked there, and they used this example. They said, okay, let's say a designer looks at the map and says, okay, I want that resource node there moved two inches to the left. You have to go into the editor. In order to edit a map, you have to load a map. This takes eight hours. Jeez. Eight so hours. So people would often load maps overnight. Sometimes you would get into the office in the morning... If the importer didn't fail, you could open the map. If it did, you would try again the next day. <laughs> After the map was loaded, it would take about 20 minutes to open. Then you could go in and move that resource node two inches, two feet to the left, which would take about five seconds. And then you would need to do another 15 to 20 minute compile. All this for a half second change. Ugh. That's just changing one thing on a map. Yeah. And how many times through development do you think that had to happen? A that is lot. the actual yeah. development of the physical content. Yeah. We're not talking about the structure that manages the shooting or the guns or the designing of the guns or the designing of this and that and this yeah. and that. The reason you see so many reskinned guns, reskinned enemies, all this shit in Destiny is because they were like, we need everybody working on actual content if we're going to finish it in time. I mean, yeah, my, my biggest problem with base destiny was the mission structure kind of ended up being like hey send your ghost to this thing protect it while you fight off enemies and then like yeah but over time things like the raids proved that there were way more ambitious ideas like i don't think the game was meant to be structured it was not meant yeah. to be structured like that these yeah. are things that they came up against their their technological and they got flaws. they were able to kind of try like they were able to kind of triumph paths up because of how well they're shooting felt and like you know the 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 engine will consistently come up as one of the major blames for the fact that this game didn't end up the way it could have been was this certainly the lack of content yeah Yeah. certainly was this was this engine based on a previous no no built this is built built from the ground ground up for destiny yeah Uh Yeah. And it's a beautiful engine from the outside looking in. Again, yeah. it is. It, it works game's well smooth, with the runs great. They're smooth, able to get it going yeah. on every platform. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it it functions well. It's just that the developer toolkit is trash. Right. Yeah. Their specifically their content pipeline yeah. okay. is garbage, or was garbage. I don't know where they're at now, but I'd like to think that they've probably. Uh, I think they've improved it, but I've heard stories that it's not still not still there. what it needs yeah. to be, and that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, like also said, the engine and the time constraints ended up forming some sort of paralysis when it came to making more content. Uh, they showed that... I mean, set every time, it, yeah. it sounds like it did delay the process. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to, you're up against time. They go, we have 20 minutes to do this, but we also want to do this, but we yeah. can't do this. So, we end up just doing nothing. Um, it showed that these things had already hampered the release of the two smaller DLCs and the major expansion. They were worried that these weak tools would ultimately put them behind on a never-ending demand for content. 
content mm. pipeline, just like Austin said. Ten years. Something had to change. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, despite that there was supposed to be a rigorous schedule that they were supposed to keep in their contract, Bungie approached their feudal lords Activision <laughs> and asked for relief. Please, we need a chance to catch up because our players are mad. <laughs> and we've put out the Taken King, and we think we saved the game. People are coming back. A lot of people came back with Taken King. Taken um, King is phenomenal. Yeah. Taken King is phenomenal. It saved the game for me, for sure, and it brought in a lot of the people I I think if, if Destiny launched as what the Taken King was, this would be a very different conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Phil started playing when the Taken King came out. I think that's why he was like, I was like, I was always so mad. I was like, you didn't just have to endure. You don't know. You don't, you don't know (laughs) what Destiny 1 was. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I played Destiny 2 with people and they'd start complaining about the loot systems, I'd be like, you don't even know. You don't, yeah. (laughs) You didn't go through the hardships that I went through. You didn't do the loot cave like we did in the dark days. (laughs) Uh, So their new plan Instead of releasing two new DLCs after the major release, they would drop that model and move on to an annual model. So they would put out a new game every year, and they would then dribble out free content leading up to the release of each new game every year. And to make up that revenue for the lost DLC, microtransactions. Woo! <laughs> I mean, they're, they're cosmetic, though. Yeah. But... So, uh, they added them. They were purely cosmetic. Was just that like silver? You said. Is that the currency? Yes. yes. So, yeah. They were purely cosmetic, just like you said, but anyone with half a brain will tell you, any game of this nature, the end game is about half the cool gear and the good shit you get. Totally. And the other half is about the aesthetic. Ch- Chelsea just yeah. said that about uh, Final Fantasy. It's absolutely the yeah. truth. How you look in the end game of an MMO like this is absolutely important. And the, yeah. I, the, and the character t- design and artwork in Destiny is designed to make you show off. Yeah. That's what I would yeah. spend time getting the best specs, coolest look. Remember the way shaders used to work compared yeah. to... Yeah. I did that. We were playing Dauntless, me and a, a couple of our friends, and I, I was like, they were like, all right, everybody ready? I was like, hold on, I gotta make my armor pink. I gotta look cooler they, than you. They were, like, they were like, come on, let's just ready up. And I was like, no, guys, because if I beat the boss and my armor's green, then does it even matter? Does it matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Why do you think of the division? Like, me and Rob would always have, yeah. like, Nikes and pink baseball caps yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, it's it's fun. That's the point of these games. Like, yeah. why do they add all these cosmetic items? Because they know we like all this cosmetic shit. Why do I, you know, spend all this time getting gold and buying Overwatch skins? Or yeah. fucking, why do I spend money and, you know, yep. these things? So you to, why do I spend money in Rocket League to get cool tires? Because it's fucking cool! Yeah! <laughs> so, this plan worked, or at least it seemed to. The rest of the content released for Destiny was free. And it wasn't bad, either. They put in a whole other expansion with a new raid and a bunch of other missions and then after that they took everything from the vanilla destiny and all the original stuff and brought it all up to level scale so you could play anything from yeah, the game i remember that at your appropriate difficulty and all yeah. that stuff it was awesome i'm a bit biased so it's hard to see from the inside how well this game actually did i'll, I'll play opposite of you it's crap it's all shit <laughs> yeah um I'm i was in the middle i was there from the beginning and i stayed to the end yeah. And it was an amazing ride, uh, of which I enjoyed every second of when I wasn't complaining about the lack of never-ending content. <laughs> People seem to be surprised that the game did as well as it did. Just really? it was ravaged by bad tech, a thirsty fan base, leaks, firings, lawsuits, rewrites, and I still played it for 2,067 hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, and as far as I know, that game still sold well. Like, it, it, like... Didn't yeah, it? yeah. And my they had num- unrealistic projections. That's one thing. But... My my two thousand six seven hours and twenty minutes is the low end of the number that I've, the people I played with. I mean, you got me dwarfed. I think I played it for like six hundred something hours. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you both are me uh, dwarfed. High, the high, mine was like eighty something days. The highest guy that I was friends with on Xbox had one hundred and eighty six days. Oh my god! So a hundred more days. I probably played Destiny so one like between 4, forty and sixty hours. Four thousand <laughs> hours. Can you? Oh, right. Yeah, there yeah. is a way. If yeah, you played yeah. on Xbox, you can. I did, yeah. Yeah, I think yours was like 50-something hours. That's probably about right. Yeah. So I, I want to end this with my personal gushing real quick. I brought it up in the beginning what video games mean to me and the fact that, like, despite you dropping off Randall after mm-hmm. the third DLC... I didn't have the same network DLC. of people, you know? Despite you playing it for 600 hours, still enjoying it, all the things. We all had different experiences. Yeah. This was a really important game to me. For three years, I played this game all the time. Weekends, 
weekdays. As as somebody who has a Smash Brothers and a Rock Band tattoo, I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I more than half of the friends I have on Xbox Live are from Destiny. Mm-hmm. My friendships were strengthened, and I made friendships. There's a couple of guys that were in our clan that live in like Florida and like California that I'm friends with on Facebook. Yeah. I I like pictures of their kids doing things. <laughs> That's you what, know what I mean? Are about, I'm dude. friends with them yeah. on Instagram. Like I, we talk to each other. We we work together and we met each other because we played Destiny. Yeah, yeah. that happened to me with Halo. The dude. raids. Yeah. Yeah. The raids were like you said 13% of the fan base played them. The raids were a thing where you had to work together, work hard. Mm-hmm. We I, have people that are integrated into our network of friends because of Overwatch. Because of Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. like it's, yeah. I played, I was sharp at those raids. Me and Phil would log on on a Friday night. The King's Fall is the name of the Taking Kings raid. Yeah. I know that raid. I could do it right now. We could pop one Xbox. I could get a full team. I could lead a whole team of newbies through it. I'm going to blindfold you. Me and Phil would jump on that, and on a Friday night, we got nothing else to do. Let's crack open a beer. Uh, smoke a bowl and hop on a destiny. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what we're doing. Oh, I'd put a post for noobs only. <laughs> Get people who had never done the raid before. Here's how you do it. God, where were Work you when I was nice. playing this back Get in the day? Get these people huh? through this thing. Know, right? <laughs> yeah. Me and Austin pe- would have killed to have a... <laughs> yeah, when these people didn't know what they were doing, we would lead them through because I can play that game like the back of my hand or play it with a team of experienced people. We'd finish it in like 20 minutes. <laughs> like, it's just those moments that you get in that game. Like, Nothing will beat that. I played it forever. Yeah, Just getting to hop online, talk to my friends, my entire fan base. Whenever I talk, my Xbox Live friends, the days and this. I'm talking about Destiny. We all jumped off, played Overwatch for a bit. Sure. We all jumped to play The Division for a bit. Yeah. The only the game that actually killed us was Breath of the Wild. Everybody eventually got <laughs> off of Xbox to play De- Breath Destiny, of the Wild and never came back. Uh, a lot of people um, use Destiny as a reference when talking about podcast games i'm quoting with my fingers where it's like it's a game where you can just catch up with your friends or listen to something like a record or a podcast and and just sort of like have this this sort of like you know what i mean like it's just it, it yeah. just feels nice it's it's it just does. yeah two thousand hours I, I i sat there 60 hours it's just my my throwaway number two thousand hours catch up on shows i would play this game I would slide and duck and jump. I had three max level characters. I finished every single raid on normal and hard. I have every single achievement. I have almost... Wait, do you really? Yeah, I have almost every possible grimoire card i'm almost maxed out like i i i've like i just did everything those game had i just drained it dry yeah i i complained about the you grind wrung that game out like a towel I, I complained about the grind i accepted the grind i have every gun every exotic weapon i did every event yeah. me and phil did the valentine's day duels it, event man. and we slaughtered people <laughs> i figured out how to glitch myself on top of the vaults in the tower i have pictures of that game the moments we played in the rage just having fun i remember like oh this kid would play the entire game with us and then at the end he was like i never did the raid before and we were like oh we knew it the entire time and he was you want to know something crazy the people I've, you meet the people I've, you hate i've been playing video games my whole life destiny was my first raid yeah uh i i that was the first time i ever Same. got to experience something like and that. that's all Same. of those vault yeah. of Gla- uh vault of glass you know crota's end the the whole arena the uh, wrath of the machine and king's fall are all the raids and i did all of them i know how to do all of them I could even do it to this day. I know all the strategies. I know all the guns. There are things like the Gallahorn. Let's talk about that. A famous gun. It's a rocket yeah. launcher. Yeah. They, sell, they sell like yeah. a, a model of it at GameStop, yeah. don't they? It, it's yeah. an exotic rocket launcher. It hits an enemy and then bursts into a bunch of yeah, things. Yeah, it's a cluster. And then all those rock, clusters yeah. explode. It was the best weapon in the game. It was coveted. <laughs> if you had a Gallahorn, you were boss. But back when the RNG was a loot system, yeah. it was cool. My brother kept playing Destiny forever and ever and never got one. By the time he got one, it just came with my time hop thing on Facebook. He got one, and on the post, I'm commenting like, hey, sorry to say I've sharded ten <laughs> times more Gallahorns than you've ever gotten, meaning I destroyed it and broke no, it down yeah, for its you broke it down for parts. <laughs> it, it, it warms my heart to see the way that you talk about Destiny and the way Austin talked about Halo in our previous episode, because that is exactly what I'm going to uh, do for Tetris. I and, exactly. <laughs> and that's what video games mean to me. Video games make you guys mean to me these listen. connections, these, these, these just loving moments. Subject you all to... It made me fucking like really emotional to think yeah. about the time I put into that game and the amount of time I spent it's with meaningful. people in that. Yeah. It means something to me. It was a big portion of my life. There's a time when I can say 
this is back when I was playing Destiny. That's a moment of my existence on this fucking can, planet can in this universe. You, does Destiny feel like it was almost five years ago? Is yeah. that crazy to think? Yeah. Like, it's like that the, the story we're talking about is almost half a decade. Yeah. Like, that's it's incredible. Halfway oh, through yeah. that 10-year plan, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for the next half. <laughs> and it, it's just, it just means so much to me. I don't think a game will ever mean that much to me ever again. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You gotta leave that heart open. I mean, <laughs> maybe Minecraft has come close. There's, there's, You've got a Minecraft a, tattoo, huh? It's it's a time where's of, your Destiny tattoo? It's I a time to a get the, uh, the Darkness Zone skull where I have my Half-Life tattoo. Yeah, I'd be all about it. But I never did. I was like, I want to get I the want, Half-Life yeah. tattoo. Yeah, like I'm. It's a time and a place thing, right? Yeah, totally. That's like all video games. That's why I it, hate it when people there, go back and they, there will be they games, judge games differently. Yeah, where they're like, Goldeneye's not that good, and it's like, fuck you, man. It was a different time like I'm like oh when you do a go in episode i'm gonna rant the whole time about how good halo is <laughs> you should do that to me um but the no that like games like life is strange that's a good example and games yeah. like transistor and shit like that oh, like yeah. they mean the world to me things like the last of us the la- i you know oh why God, i remember yeah. the day i graduated college because i went home from my graduation yeah. i sat through my my graduation dinner with my family pissed off <laughs> because i had a copy of last of us waiting because it came out the day i graduated college i think i i, I think i've said this before i beat bioshock infinite the night my parents split up so yeah. it was like I like once like my house was empty. That was my first like it made that ending so much. I more. told you there's the, an alternate universe there. Fucking Bio- <laughs> Bioshock Infinite. I came home, bought that game. I came home from when I had four college finals in 24 hours. Oh my god! I do. You didn't sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like awake for like 50 hours. <laughs> I went home. I fucking slept for like. Four hours, like not enough. Woke up, opened Bioshock Infinite, played it for eight hours, fell asleep for another five, beat it, and then fell asleep for like twelve hours because I could not let I that know. game go. I think I, I think I did, I did it, that with Portal Two, yeah. where it, not as long as Bioshock Infinite, but I remember like falling asleep for like an hour and a half, and then waking back up and be like, I need to see how this ends. I need. But, Des- despite all that, like nothing will ever mean as much to me as Halo as Two Halo. and Three will. Yeah. See, and yeah. Halo Three, I have that, and yeah. that's that's that's, that's what video games all about. Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. Literally, the fact that we can build friendships, we can enjoy ourselves, we can define our lives by a piece of entertainment. Yeah. It it's hard to find another video game that like impacted me that way. Yeah. And yeah. It's it's a hundred percent because of the connections I made. Yeah, it's absolutely. because of those raid nights on Friday nights, like when people were out drinking and going to the club. I was having just as much, if not more. You were more drinking fun and going to the club here, and yeah. fucking <laughs> shooting monsters, making jokes, and you know. And also, it's also fun to be good at a game, and I was incredibly good at that game. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and yeah same with Halo. It, yeah, with Halo. It, it, it was. Fun. I, I remember that, uh, that that bachelor party where you got to. Dude, instincts took over. <laughs> We went to a bachelor party. I brought my Xbox One, and people were like, "Master Chief Collection, yeah, let's boot it up." Yeah. And then like one person was like, "I'm gonna go get a beer," and they like put their controller down. And I was like, because they had zero kills, and I was like, "Free controller? You guys playing Slayer?" <laughs> and I picked it up when the the first person in the lead had 13 kills, and I got a 25 kills spree <laughs> without dying. And they're like, "Jesus, man, we're just trying to have fun." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I don't know what came over me." That's what we do. We play Point Point Tetris, and we do three v one. We make it all you guys against me. Yeah, right? it, it, yeah, it always it, that's a powerful feeling, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm happy you guys let me do this one and I talked about course, it because of course. Yes. Destiny means a lot to me. And I don't think anyone is better equipped. Yeah. I think it's it, it's a crazy story to see how it ended up not being one of the best, but it had the potential to be one of the best games of all time to everybody. Even so, this would mean so much to those developers. This is what. But they, for yeah. me, it is probably top three best games of all time yeah if this somehow gets back to somebody who worked on destiny your work means something <laughs> so or any game developer that's gonna I feel good to them considering game, the kind of feedback that they've probably gotten any game about developer. this over the yeah. years yeah. so i guess uh i guess i love you destiny <laughs> i love you there you go i said it i wish it struck me the way <laughs> after all the other times you shit on that game yeah. on this yeah. podcast yeah i was gonna say this is a collective over 30 plus episodes of you being yeah. like man fuck that fucking game now you get it <laughs> uh oh yeah then they made destiny 2 and it sucked and then they split from activision and then bye bye 10-year plan that's the end <laughs> it's on blizzard 
Gottlemy. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, yeah, well, let's, well, let's wrap this Listen. up. Yeah. But um, little update for those of you that don't know. Destiny 2 came out. It was received okay. Was it, it in the end better received than 1? I think so. I think so, but yeah. it wasn't better received than The Taken King. No. And then... Activision wasn't happy with the numbers of Destiny 2 because it wasn't growing as much as they'd hoped. So then Bungie split with Activision, and now Bungie is free of Activision's Overlord thing, and they're coming out with a new expansion this fall. And I'll probably play it, but you know, here's hoping for a Destiny Renaissance. You know? Yeah, yeah. I would hope so too. Um, because I've kept up with Destiny 2. Up the to foundation the most, is there. Up to the most recent DLC, I haven't played. Yeah, me either. Um. Which is what the Black Armory, or there's two new ones. No, there's so, a one after the Black Armory. So I'm I haven't played the Black Armory, so I'm too. Oh, I played it. the Black Armory. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I still I still played the game, but the connections weren't there. Yeah. I did the race. I will say my it friends. was. Yeah. We did have a magical moment that we have a lot of friends that we play games with who were not console players, and me and often me and Austin getting to experience Destiny one in, in like a lot of our friends didn't get that privilege. So when two came out and. It launched the way it did through the Battle.net store. We got to, like, all these new perspectives on that game was kind of a crazy thing. Like, to yeah. see our uh, like to see a bunch of our friends get into it for that time yeah. who didn't get to before was kind of cool. All right. Yeah. And that's the Destiny episode. <laughs> Want me to do the plugs? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'd say Let's it's do time. Some plugs. All right. Thanks for listening. This was obviously another uh, personal episode, so... Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Or I guess personal two episodes. Yes. Personal two episodes. Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Hot Button Cast. We'll be keeping you up to date on all things Hot Button there. We also have a website, HotButtonCast.com. We have a YouTube channel, uh, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, if that's still around when you're listening to this. Who knows? Um, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. It just opened on my computer without me asking me uh, too. Er- earlier, <laughs> and I hate it. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and um, yeah. stay tuned for more. Yeah, go install Destiny 1 and play it. Yeah. I might after tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. And with that, we're out.